Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of Of Course China. My name is Fernando and Ziv, and today we are with Fuat Koroglu. Koroglu, right? Okay, <laughs> Fuat Koroglu. Yeah, I'll introduce a few words about you, Fuat, to our audience. So uh, you are the GM here, where we sit at the Wanda Vista Hotel in Dongguan, and you you had a you have a thirty years career in hotel in the in hotel, hotel industry, industry, right? And um, you worked for twenty four years for the Kampinski, yes, and in different countries. Um, you worked in uh, in Cairo during the Arab Spring. You work in Dubai. You worked in. Uh, you moved to China in two thousand and twelve, yes, and to Guiyang, 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 and uh, Guiyang, and then to Beijing, and now you are in Dongguan, and we're keeping you very late. It's almost ten o'clock tonight, <laughs> right? It's a and, pleasure. And then we. It's <laughs> a quite intense preparation. Right? Yeah, I'm really happy to be partner. And we appreciate a lot for you having us in here. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's good to see you guys. I yeah. would like to. I would like to ask uh, if you could tell our our audiences where we are right now, because we've been to a few places in the hotel choosing where to shoot this episode. Right. So we ended up here. This is the. This is the executive lounge in twenty first floor. Mm-hmm. Um, in a normal period before the famous COVID comes, mm-hmm. this <laughs> was the place, and our executive floor customer having the breakfast, and then after the. Returning back to the hotel, they're having the rest. It's a quite convenient place to do more personalized services. Having in this area, quite empty now mm-hmm. because famous COVID. Yeah, we're the first ones to use it in a while. Yeah, uh, <laughs> six months. Six months. Six months. Yeah. Right. And this is this is the like the most expensive floor in the hotel. It is a uh, most private place. Most private floor. What, f- what floor is it? Twenty first. Twenty first. Ah, okay. Yeah, we we went to the presidential suite, uh, which is on the twenty second twenty second floor, and it was amazing. But we couldn't move the furniture around to make it work for right. us, so it was a shame because it's, it's quite lavish, absolutely yeah. amazing. Right. All right. Good. Um, why don't we start with some of the questions that that you'd planned? Right. As if. I mean, let's 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 go go through a bit of your history first. Um, uh, and maybe from the beginning. I guess you you went into the hotel, the hotel industry in the, uh, 1990, right? 1990, yes. And uh, you actually studied hospitality in the university? No, no. I I, s- I studied geography. 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 Yeah. Oh wow, it's amazing. Actually, two days ago I was traveling, and I'm next to my f- uh, seat in the flight. Uh, I met with a professor from uh, Guangzhou University. is a is a professor doctor from geography. So it was quite coincidence. I studied geography. Wow. And I did my master's degree with geomorphology, physical okay. geography. And then I decided to move to the hospitality. And Why? then I went up because I'm more social person. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person to give the lecture too much. Mm-hmm. And then copy paste things, it doesn't work for me. So I love to be move on. Uh, I said, ah, maybe I made a mistake to be Lectural person, and I study back to the university uh, tourism business administration. Okay, made a, another master degree, and then I moved to the hospitality. But even I did master degree, I start from the stewarding department. So you you washing really? the dish, yes. Oh, washing the dish. And you studied in Turkey, in Turkey, uh, Istanbul, Istanbul. 
Istanbul. Okay. Yeah, Istanbul. I see. And then how was okay? So then you you did uh, two years uh, business administration, and then you graduated from that. And then I study my after the graduation. I entered the hotel with a very basic position, very basic position. Then I work in stewarding department. Then I work in the kitchen. Then I went to the service, and then I start to grow up in the service. Then I come managers, and then I work in the sales. Later on, I become operation director. Then I move upper level. Then I start to work in the front office and rooms department. So basically, in, uh, except finance and every department in the hotel industry, I worked. I, I I we spoke before, right? And I've I've met nature of my job. I met a lot of GMs over the years, uh, a lot. And um, it seems a lot of them uh, been through many of the departments, right? I, yeah. I guess that's what makes you a, a GM and a good GM. But uh, so you you entered the, this world in, two th- in 1990, and uh, did you know right away? Okay, this is cool. This is for me. And, yes. And you targeted being all the way to the top. You know, I was in 1991, like almost six months. After I start the job, I made a decision in my I'm 40 years, I'm going to be GM. So it was 41, I was GM. 41, ah. you were GM. Yeah. So I love this job. It, you know, if I born again, I will be the hotelier again. <laughs> oh. So it's really, I, I don't like this job. I love this job. Because this job, if you don't love, you cannot do it. Really. It's, right. it's well, why, why, I've heard so many people talk about how demanding this job is, how difficult it is, how much passion you have to have for it. Um, what are some of those sacrifices that you have to make on a day-to-day basis? Um, the, the most important sacrifices you have to do it, um, you don't have your private time too much. Mm. You know, if you have family person, it's very difficult. Yes, we're all family person. We all love the... F- but. You know, family, family person, like you have you have to go to the home, six o'clock, you have to eat the dinner with the family, or every Saturday, Sunday, you have to have a kid's time, or that's kind of impossible. It doesn't work like it that. It doesn't why, work. Why, why doesn't it? I mean, I mean, what is it that, like, there is so much to do, or? Um, because hotel, when you, when you turn on the key in the hotel 24-7, it's working. Always something happening in the hotel. There's no downtime. And then you are representing the brand, and you are. Re- I'm talking about GM position. Right. Uh, you're representing the brand. You're representing the culture. So you have to be always there when you need it. Mm. You cannot. You know. You cannot just divert your responsibility to someone to represent the brand. It doesn't work because people want to see you. Right. So that's why the Saturday someone comes, you have to be here, and Sunday someone goes, you have to be here. That's what's expected. expected. Because even in a regular job, I mean, okay, there is a manager, but he has other people doing the job. He can go home, right? But I mean, it's expected. When you differently come to the top level, you have to be there, mm. because you now you are the you putting your stamp on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when people comes to Wanda Vista Dongguan, previously there were a couple of GM. Mm-hmm. And then they're still talking about these GMs, you know, right. good GM. That way, then they put their own stamp. You go my previous hotels, for example, Cairo. You go Cairo. Mm-hmm. You know, still when you go to the Cairo, my previous hotel, people said, "Well, the Ford was here." 
So somehow you're putting your stamp there. Uh, and that's what people expect in this one. And, and that is also what we love because we want to be together with the people. Mm-hmm. If you don't like this, love this job, then you cannot handle this. It's, it's interesting. interesting. It, it, it kind of became the standard, I guess, what is you're it, saying. Is it something that you could put into words, this stamp? For example, if somebody were to ask you, what is your stamp? What Your lifestyle is comes to the hotel style. Mm-hmm. If you are open mind, hotel becoming open mind. If you are introvert, hotel gonna be introvert. Mm-hmm. Your lifestyle becoming the hotel lifestyle. That's why you put in your. Um, mm-hmm. I I I I, uh, I I agree. I mean, from what I've seen over the years, in the last 15 years at least in Dongguan, I, I've seen that. I still talk about you know Adnan, that was yeah. the GM here, and I remember some GMs from other hotels in Dongguan. Um, but what I want to ask is, uh, I've noticed many times that Chinese GMs are, are not the same in some way, okay? Um, not all of them, I'm sure. But pretty much every foreign GM that I met in here tries at least to be in that standard you're talking about, right? Mm. And <coughs> I've met some Chinese GM, and they might be successful, I'm not saying they're not, but they're not as personable, uh, you know? They may be like more close, like... like not every GM, at least in China, is, is like that. You think you can be a good GM also without being that people person, or it's really, really important? It is important. I mean, if you're really gonna be GM for international platform, mm-hmm. you have to do what I want, I am doing. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna be the localized GM, and, and then it's your culture-driven person it's gonna be happen. Um, you say Chinese GM, um, you know, it's more related with the culture. Mm-hmm. Chinese GM also working very hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working with Chinese company, Manda, as we are national company in China. And we have a lot of colleagues is, is working in the company as a GM mm-hmm. position Chinese, and they're really working very hard. And they work as I work hard, and they work as, as long as I'm working here. I'm sure they are, but I mean, you know, there is maybe it's a foreign thing and Chinese thing. We know, we've been in China, you know, and again, it's not like right, wrong, good, bad, but you know they're more closed. Maybe they're less friendly sometimes. Uh, sometimes cu- the language issue. Yeah. You know, um, they're not very confident to talk to language, mm-hmm. and they're all they're all speaking, but they're not, not very confident, and that's number one issue. Second issue is a more cultural issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then we are more. You know, I I work already four continents. I had a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. So I love to meet with the different cultures. But if you are a really local person, no matter which country you are, you know, you go to the American, you go to the Texas, they never gone outside. They look, you look like uh, you come aliens. Right. So it's same thing, you know. I mean, there's every culture you have in local, local traditional right. introvert uh, reaction. Right. So the Chinese also the same. Right. You know, although they do hotel business, but if they're not really too much going outside, they didn't express themselves outside, they feel a little bit... Uncom- uncomfortable to talk with the foreigner, maybe. Uh, you mentioned language, and uh, I, my first job, my first paid job was in a hotel, uh, front desk, well, uh, night shift, because I speak several languages. Um, how does it work for somebody to come to China without speaking Chinese? Did you speak Chinese before you came here? I don't speak Chinese still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those very peculiar jobs where you can perform your job at this level um, using only I English. tell you something you know this is my 
my understanding from the communication. Maybe people has different understanding. If you really want to communicate someone, no need to speak the same language. People they live in the same home. They live they talk same language, but they cannot communicate. True. <laughs> you know, if you want to communicate with someone, no need to speak language. So it's a desire, the desire not yeah. the end. you know, yeah. for me If I see some Chinese people, I don't speak the Chinese and they don't speak English, I hundred percent guarantee you I can communicate with them. No problem. Right. <laughs> it's, it's 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 other skills too, body language and yeah. If if, if I have language, that would be the very big plus. Yeah. I wish I can speak lang- uh, Chinese language very well, Cantonese and Mandarin, but I don't. Uh, I understand a little bit, but I don't speak. You, Thank God, I have did my. Did you try? Did you learn some? Um, I tried a couple of times, uh-huh. and in when I was in Beijing, I was quite good. Quite good. I become to level to speaking with the taxi driver and this and that, but I'm here like one and a half year. Right. Then and the Cantonese and Mandarin is really <laughs> makes my mind completely confused. <laughs> and I start to be confusing. I said, oh, I don't want to be say something really wrong, and and then I want to be I don't want to offend the people. So I decided to be keep quiet and get help. So thank God I have very good people around me. They're helping me to communicate people, but that is not a really matter. Mm. If you're willing to do something, you can do it. But uh, like people working in hotel all over the world, I guess English is the main language, Come on, uh, a very important language in hotels all over mm. the world. Yeah. How how much how much percent of the, your staff here speak English? Um, front people, uh, probably sixty percent. Mm-hmm. They speak in English. We we make sure every working period we have enough people on the floor that can communicate with the with the people. And we also management team. Uh, we have certain style. We don't like office too much. And although we have a lot of paperwork, but thank God the technology helping us to you know we can read the email by the phone and uh, right and this. So this we want to be on the floor to engage the people. And mostly in this hotel, for example, we have 50% percent foreigner customer. Mm. A normal pilot is 50%. percent. So this customer profile I didn't have in Beijing. Right here, fifty percent in Beijing, which you worked for Beijing Realm and the Realm, uh, the yeah, Realm. Realm. Yes, which is a higher or lower? Uh, it's a one lower, one lower. Uh, yeah, one lower level from the Vista is a Realm, but the location was in the west part of the Beijing, mm-hmm. and then the foreigner customer it was like ten percent. Okay. When you speak of one higher, one lower, could you explain to us what what does that mean? I the mean, there's different there's brands. It's or? it's like a it's like a brand as a certain level goes to the certain market. Mm-hmm. Not because every mar- every market can pay same level. Mm-hmm. So you want to have your market a little wider. Mm-hmm. So you have different levels of the hotels, mm-hmm. and then we have certain different. We have a three uh, major. Major brand and Rain Realm and Vista, and then we have uh, also two uh, budget hotels, and then uh, Moment and Jean, and then Donggang gonna get another another uh, Wanda no oh. Moment in the 33 town. The higher? Oh. No lower one. Ah, the budget one. Budget one, oh. but it's, it's gonna be very good lifestyle hotel 33 uh, town. in oh, 33 okay. town. Oh. Then it's gonna be nice. So soon gonna be open. We we working on a scoop. I didn't know that. What is it? What is it like to open a new hotel in 2020? <laughs> But it's, it's not going to be open 2020. Oh. I guess uh-huh. it's going to be like 2021. Or it, they didn't define yet the timing. But it's we 
we're working on it. So, so it's actually, signed. it's a good question, right? So the recent times, the, the last few months were very, um, very interesting in the world. And I think uh, um, the hotel industry is one of the one of the one the industries that got the, the biggest hits. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, I think a lot of hotels closed, uh, shut down. Well, um, periodically they shut down. Some of them completely shut down. Right. Um, uh, actually, travel industry also get big hit, especially the the flight industry. Right. They get. Yes. I think this kind of global crisis the world didn't experience since Second World War. Mm. The globally. Partially, yes. I can't think of anything. Yes, so I think I think the Second World War. I think Second World War. It was the uh, last one. So I call this one is like a Third World War. Mm. The effect, mm -hmm. and uh, thank God that didn't kill that much people. But uh, mm -hmm. effect, economically effect, and then the lifestyle stopped. All these things. I think this is the, like Third World War effect happened, and hotels get really big hit. We are a little bit lucky compared with the other countries because right. you know China internal dynamics is much bigger than other countries. So still, the Chinese uh, internal dynamics helping to the hotels to survive better. How does it help you? Well, internal, you know, still domestic moving business. domestic business moving so you, around. You get domestic business. Yeah, but those fifty percent foreigners from before that you. That's gone. They're gone. Mm. So we have uh, average occupancy like forty percent, right? But still can survive, right? That's survive. what you mean. Yes, if you course. had a hundred percent foreign occupancy, you would be in bigger travel. You're gonna be dying. Yes. But we we never had this. We could have more foreigner, and the period. But uh, we always thinking, you know, we don't want to put two eggs in the same basket. So we have to have a several different segmentation. And then if something not working, the others also can support you. Um, therefore, therefore, still big loss, you know. It's uh, especially Dongguan is a industrial city. Dongguan is not a leisure city. So when you look at the a little deeper to Long Dongguan, in those period, all these uh, leisure cities is fully occupied. You know, you can see the the uh, west part of uh, China, Shuchangbana, Dongguan, uh, Kunming. Uh, Yinchuan on those areas, Chengdu, Shanghai, they're all high occupancy. Even Shenzhen start to do the over 80% occupancy now. But Dongguan is a totally industrial city. And unfortunately, they don't have too much scene around. History is very limited. But it's industrial power so, so big. There's At no the tourism, moment, you mean? There's no tourism. Tourism is, uh, is yeah. very, very dull. Yeah. So we're waiting. We're waiting to... We're surviving. You know, internal tourism still helping, but to, to reach the certain level, this economy, and then doors should be open, and then people need to be traveled from the Europe to how, here. How bad is the impact? Uh, I know in China and really all over the world, right? You walked in other hotels around the world in different continents. How? I mean, you know a lot of people in the industry. I'm sure thousands probably. How how bad uh, is it? Compare with the 2000 budget, roughly like 40 percent will be right off. So if you make budget uh, 100 million, you're going to lose 40 million. Mm. But around the world, like other other places, other hotels, not just Wanda, you know, like how you think some hotels will not survive? Just 
a lot of hotels, a lot of hotels will not survive. Because I saw you were, you, you, you showed A lot of hotels going to change the owner. A lot of hotels going to change the management company. A lot of hotels not going to be hotel anymore. Maybe going to be office tower and this kind of stuff. So it's a big brand gets hits. And of course, with this, this kind of impact also, the the countries become more local, more internal. So a lot of uh, international company will will not be survive maybe the other market. Maybe local market, local companies, they're gonna be more, more, Reliant. more good position in the market. International brands maybe gonna get more hit because uh, every government will start to pr- protect their own companies. Mm. the local companies those I, I think this crisis will will be a little bit uh, pause to the globalization it's going to be affect a little bit mm. everybody will return their own resources a little bit yeah you see a lot of that just talking about PPE and and, and how outsourcing so much manufacturing and that will is change. counterproductive yes. right so a lot of countries are thinking well we should bring some of that right. and that makes a lot of sense I mean I don't think a lot of people discuss that right. um, I wanted to to ask you on a day to day basis when I think of a hotel I think of, well it's one of the cleanest places you could probably think of mm. right should be but <laughs> should be <laughs> But in terms of, well, now having a pandemic, how have things changed? I mean, what is the cost of meeting all those new requirements, for example? What are the different steps that are that you need to take mm. to, to make a, a room? So first of all, I really want to say thank you to Chinese government. Because starting the early January, we start to get the warning. Mm-hmm. We were following the Wuhan, what happened. And then the Chinese government, local government in Dongguan, and also other cities, local governments, because I know from my friends, we all get the quick information. We have to take certain certain precautions quickly. So those are really very quick uh, information we receive from the government. And then they already start to, to telling us to certain areas has to be controlled, check up points to build in the hotels, because you know China, the hotels and, and the shopping malls, they don't have checkpoints. Yes. So many countries and when you enter my home, like you enter the shopping mall, look like you are you, you entering the airport. You know? Same in Colombia, I think we uh, have that in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> common <laughs> thing, <laughs> you know. Americans it's, would not understand that. It's, it's very <laughs> free, but um, now they, they had to build for checkpoints, they have to build a measurement system, and that's number one, into entering point, and then, and then scanning the uh, uh, codes and then the technology also interfere quickly to the daily life. Mm-hmm. You know, people scan the code, you can get the green code and this head code. Yes. You know, this is unbelievable. In China, so it was so much advanced to put the whole thing. It's so quick. It's right. quick and advanced. It was ready. Mm-hmm. I, right. You know, it wasn't ready, right. you wouldn't do it. So mm-hmm. it was ready somehow. You know, that's why the other countries, they really suffer to have to, you know, they have 20 million, 25 million population. They don't know how to control the right. 1.4 billion people we're talking tracing, about it. The tracing technology is just... Yep, you know, that is really, that time, like a nuclear nuclear atom and then mm-hmm. works with the good thing. Yeah, right. Using some... Uh, something technology really technology, something... Yeah, technology yeah. can be bad, but... They use really technology, good in things. In my we country, they started to do this, but everybody complained like that it's uh, 
that that it's you know it's not uh, privacy, privacy and all of that and you know so um but yeah i mean we feel it here i think it was very quick and uh, nobody complains no, is, is i don't a, complain. I, think it's a I mean it makes thing. sense it makes i sense. think it's a cultural thing like like back in the day i don't know 10 years ago yeah. you would ask anybody like and everybody had a qq number it, it was almost like your id is your qq number and now it's wechat like if you don't have wechat you don't exist pretty much right so they use that platform to do this yeah. tracing and um i wanted to to move on to another question because a lot of people um in the past when when the situation was a lot more complicated talked about um trouble for foreigners going into certain hotels and things like that how what was the the, the guideline no we didn't we didn't this year this yes. year during the during the COVID period no we didn't have trouble i think someone told still like that no hmm? No, um, I've heard. Maybe I maybe don't know. Not, not international. But the government, sure. government never tell us don't take the foreigner. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right. That's number one. Right. Number two, you know, if people maybe misunderstanding certain rules and regulation, mm-hmm. and then they really behave a little bit uh, overreact. No, there's a very clear policy. Mm-hmm. You know, first and and then and, and that period even foreigner, uh, if they represent their health code and then they. Right. They scan it, and then we put on the normal system. You know, every single people re- needs to be registered in the hotel, and then when we registered them, and then CDC immediately came, and then they asked the court, and they were asked us to represent these people health check, and everything is okay. Then it's okay. So the most important thing: some government people came to the hotel, and then physically to see the people are they healthy or not. So they didn't miss anyone. Mm-hmm. So this is not only happening in Dongguan; it happened whole China. I think I think a lot of this is is like not the yeah like like you said not the government. The government never tell no, anybody no. to do. But I think people overreact. Yeah. Like what still happens, uh, less and less, I guess. But I mean, I know recently some people, you go to a place, whatever it's, I don't know, whatever, a, sh- a store, shopping mall, hotel, and. Um, you, the Chinese people can go in without showing anything, but the foreigner is like. We're talking. This is August. Yes. We're talking August yeah, 2020. Uh, just recently, you know, someone I know, I went to a place, and the Chinese friends they all go in, and the foreigner stop and check everything. Mm-hmm. They didn't stop the foreigner from. Going, but I think it's yeah, it's still kind of unreasonable over re- reaction fear, even though we can go into. Y- you know, I think this is kind of a little bit um, the self defense. Because you know, in I remember in January, all over the world was looking to China, look like an enemy of the world. Right. Mm. You know, how could you eat this one? How could you get the trouble this one and this one, that one, this one? So you know, the, the Chinese in the other countries they get the same right. same treatment. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you know, we need to remember this. People really forgetting so quickly. Right. And then now all over the world fighting with the crisis it didn't they didn't react that quickly like chinese government react they were so much setback you know in january february china was fighting with this and they they still didn't take any precaution and then now yeah. they're all fighting with the virus china is safe now and we're talking about big population mm. you know people scared be the sick again mm. that's normal reaction and I'm foreigner too. When I go, I put my mask on it. Me too. I, I put my. Ma- I don't want to offend the people. You know, in my hotel even, I carry the, my mask on my pocket. Yeah. yeah. If I go to the elevator, I put it. Right. Mm. 
I'm I'm living in Dongguan. I never been outside Dongguan. I'm most more Dongguan people than any other people because they, they were outside. Right. They came after the Chinese New Year. I was still be here. Right. Yeah. So, but I cannot tell people don't be offended because they get big trauma. Right. That's normal reaction. And then we're living here, and I think we should be understand the local people as well. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be sick again. They don't want to have the same accusation again. Right. So, but this is normal. Any country you go, it's going to be the same. Uh, did, did, you, did you have any, uh, you know, foreigners cannot enter China since uh, March 28th, right? And, uh, well, before March 28th, I guess the couple of months was even worse for you mm. in the hotel, mm. right? Um, but you were you were always open. I mean, always or, open. Or you, you, you always did, open. You didn't shut down for Never. any no, time. We didn't shut down. And um, and I'm sure as as you have usually 50% occupancy by foreigners, um, everybody asks when will foreigners come? Can come? They're all texting me. They're all my colleagues. You know, they're my my customers. So many of them you. is my friend. When is gonna be open the door? They're going to the check-in and they're checking us. How is the life? How is everything? They're also worried for us. We are worried for them. Do you have any idea? Any guess? Well, when you know, open it? <sighs> it's a big when they're going to be find the vaccination, I think that's going to be the definite answer. The vaccination before, if it is no vaccination, it's going to be limited. Mm. All right. Well, guys, we're going to take a very short break and we continue talking about, well, hotel management in Dongguan. All right, and we are back. Um, I just realized that we started talking about some of the procedures that the government um, had to um, help you with uh, and other hotels in terms of managing the pandemic. But we, we skipped a little bit the question in which I wanted to know about the procedures and the different uh, steps and, and requirements that um, what were presented to you as a challenge in face of this pandemic. So if you could elaborate a little bit on, on, on this topic, um, I, I, I really and also, the, it. maybe it caused more expenses, even. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It didn't cost too much, but the, the procedures is get more enhanced. Uh, the hotel entrance get controlled, mm -hmm. and then um, and then temperature control, and then ID control, and then name control, health health QR code control, and then. But with our operation, especially the room cleaning and hygiene. And then FMB stewarding department controls. Uh, those are the systems completely be revised. Mm -hmm. And uh, for example, our our maids and the floor, uh, they completely wear the different clothes and then different mask and gloves and then hands. They didn't touch any customer uh, belongings with the hands and uh, completely uh, different procedures we 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 added. And then um, the the linen collecting system is changed mm. and even our ac system huh? uh, get repaired and then not repaired but the working system change mm. we get more natural air in thank god that was not very hot air time mm. so was this directly time, yeah. advised by the government yes, or of the course. company also no, like no. we well we 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 were thinking on this part but mm. of course we didn't get the, that much experiences before because government immediately issued handbook how to how to should be operated and then of course this handbook has been designed not only by government a lot of uh, doctors a lot of uh, universities is uh, advising these issues uh, this this handbook and then we get this handbook also we we as a company we had their our own expertise as well 
and then we combine all these uh, these precautions to 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 work together, and then um, like uh, this hotel wasn't very occupied, and we what we did it we. We we keep one floor open, one floor closed, one floor open, one floor closed. Oh. So we put some distance between the floors even. Even the, we we close one room, we open other room. So we we put the I'm same floor at a distance with the with the with the rooms. This was required. No, all of it? no, this no. one we we did it. Okay, you wanted to take more. We just more edit because we have enough rooms anyway. So with mm-hmm. less occupancy, we didn't put everybody in the same floor. To increase the risk, that, uh, we distribute the people in the. Does that include elevator management, like this? Elevator, elevator management, this floor, no. Elevator, elevator, we didn't close the elevator, but what we did it, we did the elevator hygiene mm-hmm. uh, procedure enhanced. So we put the, uh, some cleaning schedules in the elevator every half an hour. We had the permanent people to clean the elevator with the hygienic gels. Uh, those were all the new things uh, mm-hmm. we we added in that period. You you talk to hotels mm. friends, hotel friends around the world. You think anyone doing something like that or did something like that? Everybody did it around the world. Uh, well, on China. No, I'm asking around the world. What do you? you think? I think they learn from China. So because some of them maybe picked it yeah, up. Yeah, they they learn. I know that a lot of international companies they get advice from China and then they apply same thing in their own countries. Uh, they China, I think China also was the pilot pilot country for fight with the COVID. But some of them act early, like uh, Korea, like mm-hmm. uh, the you know this uh, Vietnam or those countries. Maybe some European countries, Ma- Germany, maybe Germany, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe Germany. They act very quickly and and you know use the Chinese experiences and then try to try to avoid to getting bigger. Some of them was really set back mm-hmm. and, and they were really thinking too much and calculating too much and they lost a lot of time. And, uh, but uh, uh, all these precautions helped us and those period we didn't have anybody sick in the hotel, mm-hmm. none of the employee. And, uh, and also we did, uh, we, what we did it, we, it was Chinese New Year period. So a, a lot of employee wasn't in the, in the Dongguan. So we told them, don't come back, stay at home, don't come back. And we managed the hotel, whoever in the Dongguan. So those people was permanently, continuously working in the hotel. And the other people were sitting at home. And even those period, which is January, February and March. January was normal, but February, March, we pay full salary to them when they are sitting at home. Right. So we did not lay off any people. Any of these procedures still going on? Required or no? Now is a normal period. Now is a normal period, but hygiene is still continuing. I mean, you still check temperature at the door. Yeah, we still check temperature. We still check the QR code and when the people come to check. But some of the other things, maybe not, not, not. Hygiene still continue. Hygiene. Hygiene still continue. We are clinic procedures still continue. We even have the personal camera in our our mates, and when they enter the room, they have to click on the camera. We have to see. We have to monitor how they are cleaning the room. So oh. we are, we like are, yeah, we are like, like a police. Mm. They have the body camera, and we have to see how they're cleaning the room. And then because any of the online, I can click in the any any made. I can see how they clean the room. Wow. Wow. This is because of the pandemic. Well, that's but it's actually good for many things. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's is to know uh, they clean the room. That, no, that is this camera. It came 
before pandemic. Oh, okay. There was some kind of uh, some kind of uh, incidents happening in in the hotel industry. Okay. Some room cleaning, hygiene things, ev- everything, and then we, as a company, Wanda has to make a decision to make sure we get zero tolerance on wow. this mistake. So we had this issue: if the rooms is occupied, uh, if the customer inside, we don't turn on the on the camera. Okay. And if the customer leave the room we have to turn on so that's why when i look at this camera is the camera not on then i immediately call the person uh, in charge from the, this area i ask why this camera not on and then they say it's customer inside and it's okay mm. and right. so, so it's, we are we are in quite strict on that area um what we wanted to know more about you know you're working for wanda vista now before wanda realm wanda is a company i think it's uh, one of the most famous chinese companies in it's, the world. it's pretty large but <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's uh, what what is it it's just it's the second third maybe maybe nowadays the it company is like 10 cent and uh at, at one point the 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 owner the the chairman wang wang jinning yeah he was the richest man for a short time i think at least in china you know he's he, he's top, top three or whatever is 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 a very entrepreneur a very smart businessman I think he he built Wanda. Was it Dalian? Uh, is it from Dalian? Is it the battery but company he's, in the he's beginning or something like that? No, he's re- real estate company. Real estate company. Then. Real estate company, and then uh, he built the real estates, and then uh, and then he turns to building the shopping malls. Actually, what what he's doing, he is really creating a living environment together with the with the shopping malls and the, and then and the residents and those. Those models is I can see in Dubai has the same same models, and and then uh, but he he lost he he used uh, this model and quick executions and then and then bring the benefits to the owners because you invest money and short period is going to be high return, and then also this for the city is uh, creating another center because when you look at the Wanda each time. Wanda can create a new centers, and I, I don't know Dongwen history, but I, I want to know if the right. if the Dongcheng before the Wanda it was the center or not. It was, was. It was in some, but I think I know what you mean though, because mm. uh, Wanda Mall comes to the and and it will create its create own some a vibe around this surrounding right. yeah. yes. community. So yeah. every city like that. Yeah, there are. So it's hundred malls in China or two over two hundred fifty over two hundred fifty malls, and yeah. each one is there. It's a mall. It's a big mall. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like it's American one of malls. the yeah one of the biggest shopping mall owner on the world, and 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 those models and now, um, of course, they are also innovating and one day also going to the different different uh, industry. So Wanda is not only only shopping mall and real estate company now. It's actually more turning to the um, uh, brand to service industry. Now going to the health sector. Uh, going to be up on the private hospital in in Sichuan, and mm. one of them in Guangzhou. Also, it's going to be two big hospitals. It's going to happen, and and beside that, uh, also we have a movie sector. It's very vibrant, and as a, some big uh, movie producer in Hollywood, it belongs to Wanda. And Wanda owns IMC now. I think AMC, the, it, it, the, it the American it is. theater uh, it, yeah. company, mm. it and is. probably other companies too. And they uh, also own Iron Man. 
on the iron. Yeah, thing? it's a sports industry with the in-front company. Uh, Wanda has because sports is an industry, and and then when Wanda enter the sports industry, uh, in America, sports industry it it is like five hundred uh, billion Dollar. dollars mm. revenue yearly. In China is only fifty million dollars, fifty billion dollars. So the gap is too big, and then that's why the Wanda entered this industry. And you can see the every big international competition, Wanda tried to be, being on the front seat, and then tried to be represent a certain area. And and because of we have a sports company, also we are organizing this event. Mm. So we are not only the advertising Wanda, we are also organizing committee. FIBA like this, basketball basketball competition. It happened in China. The Wanda was the or one of the main sponsor in the organizing the event, and and therefore, sports industry it gonna be also more act. Wanda gonna be more active on this area. And you, you also Wanda hotels um, <coughs> are building hotels in other countries. Uh, we have plan. We have in Istanbul. Okay. Uh, and then and then we have US project. Okay. But because of these uh, these things is happening on the world, uh, it's a little bit postponed. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be more project gonna come, especially in the Asian area. Uh, it's gonna be a few more projects gonna come. You mentioned something uh, in the preparation that. Uh, <coughs> stuck in my head that was very interesting is that when people think of Wanda when people see a I don't know an advertisement a banner of Wanda during the World Cup people don't really associate Wanda with a particular product yeah but they're there yeah. they're on the world stage advertising showing their brand um, what is the purpose of doing this well um, first of all Wanda want to build a brand brand is it's you need to, what you need a lot of things to have the brand one of the things you have to be known you have, you, you have to be recognized mm -hmm. um, therefore uh, Wanda is goes to the, the international arena with the sports and then now it goes to the entertainment and so many movies you can see in the middle of the movie some area and then when the script people the names running you can see the Wanda movies there, so it's it's slowly, surely Wanda goes with international platform and a, and a more global name and global brand. But you also say that it's like an ambassador for China. Well, you in know, some way any 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 Chinese brand, you know, right. when you when you go international platform, it's uh, even the water companies and then and then uh, and then other other products goes like that. China, Wanda also has this mission. You know, Wanda is one of the biggest company in China, so that's why everything what Wanda doing, it's it's not only owner on interest. Behalf of Wanda, yeah. on, it's not only only interest. Also, Wanda represent China. That's very normal, and China being Wanda, one of the Chinese company, and also Wanda being international platform representing the China. That's there's there's normal. there's a lot of accusations out there always that if you're a big company you're tied to the Chinese government and that's a cause for concern for a lot of people. Right. You see that with Huawei. Uh, oh, you cooperate with the government or whatever. Um, are there any negatives to this kind of approach to, 
to do in business? Uh? Not that we know, mm-hmm. because you know, uh, and that level maybe owner, um, the chairman maybe has some some concern. Any any businessman has same same issue with their own government as should be, but um, but when I know as as a, we are as a national company, we really strictly follow the the government rules and regulations. That is that makes us um, healthy growth in the China soil. So that's why the Wanda is becoming very solid company. Um, rules and regulation covers every every businessman, every people, um, and and then uh, those are the stuff. It's it's more more delegate to really identify sometime, but we as a work. Like I'm running Wanda Hotel and Resort and local gov- uh, local company, local government never come on you as some certain things. Never. Mm-hmm. I think any uh, any company that want to be this big or is this big in any country has to be very close with the government. I mean, you know, but some I mean, of to be to be to be big whatever whichever country you are and to to keep you know to manage your risks as being big, uh, you have to work. In some way, in good relations with the government, don't you think? I mean, I mean, you you you, you, you are yeah. using the local resources. Sure. And last week, you saw, for example, in the Senate, all these um, social. Yeah, and media. you would work to get your benefits, what you can get, right, to grow mm-hmm. as a company. I mean, after all, this is. Uh, I mean, maybe it's China, but it's capitalism in a way, right? It's it's mm-hmm. not in a big way, you know. It's uh, open market, China, I think. No? And Guanda uh, is uh, is totally private, or how? Totally how? private. It's totally private. Totally right. private. Okay, so it's not uh, at all state owned. No. Yeah. No, not so state owned. But is uh, it traded? But is it traded uh, in the stock market? Stock market, yes. Public. Okay. Yeah. Some some area. Some. Because okay. so many different right. different different in New York. Or no, it's it's in the. It's in the Shanghai. 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 Okay. So, as a, as a, you know, I, I, some, I say to some people in the past that uh, in some years, or maybe with some GMs, I felt that sometimes in Chinese hotels, it hotels in China, they put uh, the GM to be a foreigner, just because it's okay. We have a foreigner at the top, you know, um, and there's no other foreigner in the hotel, right? Uh, hopefully, maybe that foreigner can uh, trickle down the 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 service or what you know. Coming mm. from from mm. his experience from outside, but in a, you're working for a Chinese hotel company, um, and how I mean, how is it? First of all, no, I guess not all Wanda hotels have uh, foreign GM, right? Yeah, now is less. Less now. When I entered the Wanda six years ago, it was like almost thirty five foreigner working with Wanda. Okay. Uh, now is I think is eighteen or. So what is it? It's uh, the Chinese GMs uh, better. They they learn and, and no, it's totally different experience. It is you know like Dongguan. You you Dongguan. You have fifty percent foreigners, so you need someone to communicate with customer mm. in a in a their native language and in their native c- culture. Mm. But if if I was in Guyang as well, mm-hmm. and I was the only foreigner GM there. Mm. Uh, is it is it is it necessary? Yeah. No, st- uh, this company still using the foreign GM there. Okay. But st- certain area you definitely don't need the foreign GM because mm. foreign GM is is we have different expenses mm-hmm. compared with the local. And if you go to the Turkey in my country, the local GM also have a different expenses than the international foreign GM. Right. In any other country like this, expat has different uh, expenses than 
local person. So it's not different in China too. But there are certain locations, definitely you are, you are really needed some international look person to, to handle the, the level of the service, level of the product, level of the communication, and that level to make sure you have continuity grow in the business. So it's not only for the face issue, it's also business purposes behind that. And not and just for the vitrine, you know, you don't put the person on the vitrine, <laughs> that's smiling their face, good, good suite, and uh, representing the hotel. And, uh, that's, you know, you can do two days. And, it's and you days. said there are 18 now. Uh, how many hotels do you have in China? At the moment, 72 hotels. 72 hotels. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, so, I mean, do you have, you feel like, you feel like any of the other GMs? Basically, the GMs are... Um, you know, in, in Wanda, I mean, you have the GM meetings and everything, mm. and uh, all the GMs are uh, treated more or less the same, and at the level. It's all same. Yeah. All same. Wanda, one rules, actually not in Wanda, I think any Chinese company like that. That's the difference, you know. I was expecting you asked, what's the difference between working for international company and Chinese right. company? Let that, me give yeah. you the answer this okay. one before you ask me question. I learn a lot to working with Chinese company, I tell you. And and then the European company, I worked 24 years. You know, yes, we do the business, but when you talk about the business in European company, you talk more, more people, you talk more product, you talk more procedures, you're entering the things, you talk about more, 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 you know, the way you go to the success and you talk about this area more in China, in Chinese, you, know, you talk about the execution. You talk about the result. You need to bring the result. Mm. It's merit. Merit. It's, it's, you know, maybe you can say merit, but in Chinese way, uh, I think it's more, more direct and more strict. Mm. That's number one. Number two, because of, I think, the Chinese culture, Chinese culture is very clear and reward and punishment system. Mm -hmm. So everywhere. Very clearly and very openly, reward and punishment system is very open. And it's, it's both of them is motivating to go to the result quickly. Mm. Mm. <laughs> right? this, this is kind of, I think, education system from the families grow up on the whole areas, the same system using. And European company, you don't use it like this. You know, people come, you know, you, you do fail, or you do something, you know, you, that they, they send you someone to talk and then uh, try to find the procedures and then, no, no, no. Chinese system, not like so which this. Which one do you prefer? I like this one. And so you had to change your management style? Yes. The methods? Yes. And you like it? I, I, you know, not 100% changing, right, right. but uh, I start to blend it and adapting the new system and then see the how I can manage the not changing myself 100% because then I'm not going to be happy. Right. But then I can see the good part of the new system. So how can I adapt myself? Right. So then I think it's... it's and uh, it's I'm, working I'm, for you. It's working. Yeah. I'm and still one here. day if you, if you do go back uh, and, and, and manage an hotel... In, you, in, in Middle Europe East and Europe... Yeah. That, uh, how uh, would you do that for... Uh, for me, no Would problem. For me, no, no, for me, no problem. Right. But the people working for me, then it's going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> tell you. You're going to bring a, a different stamp. <laughs> but that would be a problem too, right? Could cause problems, right? No, if, I, if the I, don't I think, adapt no, I you. think, you know, uh, given the fact, because now I'm not at 
30 years old, you know, mm. and uh, they have a lot of experiences. So I can distinguish between two systems right. and the different peoples. Even there's, even the, my team here, I don't, I can distinguish different people. You cannot make the same management style to everybody. Right? No, are you still who you are? I'm sure, you know. And then, and the like same thing, you know, when I go to other places, then I can, I can motivate the people to get the more right. result. Right. I can be maybe they can have, they can have a different management system before coming to China. Even they can test it this one. It's gonna be good test drive actually. How do you think? How do you think your team takes it? Like you are, like I said, I kind of said it before, right? I think GM, Chinese GM, foreign GM is many times it's different. And again, not bad or good, but you know, uh, the culture they come from is different. And like, uh, you know, I remember one thing in particular with you, right? Like a couple of years ago, uh, my my editor broke her foot, and. Jody, my editor, she broke her foot and she went to the hospital and I think uh, she got flowers from you like the next day. And I think no, went I went, there. I went to went visit there. her. Yeah. Right, you went, I went to, to visit, visit her in the there, hospital. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, she interviewed you a couple of months before maybe. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay. And how, how does, how does, what do your, your employee think of like, you're very personable, right? And I'm sure if you did this with my editor, like how do you, with I did to other, em, I did other my employee too. Right. You know, the, uh, look, you know, we are, our material is a human. You know, in the hotel industry, our, our, our raw material is a human. So customer human, employee human, supplier human, boss is human, everybody, you know, our raw material right. is a human. That's why if you really love your job, you need to love the human. Mm. And, and, then, and, then, and then you need to really treat them as a respected way. That's, that's this number one rules. That's why the Wanda has a core value of respect. And, and, and this is also... And that's why my respect to your, your colleague over there, and I do the same respect to my employee when they have hospitalized something. Mm-hmm. So I was the first one to go to the hospital to show my face to say, how are you? Everything okay? So, the, you know, that's, that's, that's things I show you. the way I, I see you, I, I know you a couple of years, and the way I see you with your team, it's quite remarkable. Um, uh, th- maybe you could tell me more a little bit about how do you empower the team that you have here, and how is it is is it different than than your teams in other hotels uh, in other countries? I don't know because you need to adapt to that too. The people from different cultures. It is different. They have plus and minuses, but how do I do to uh, empower them? I try to make it everything more more clear and smaller, and I don't give full responsibility to one person here. It's it's there are quite. Um, it, it is quite challenging for them to get the full responsibility quickly. And I think this is kind of an educational system and they want to get step by step mm-hmm. to responsibility. They're not eager to get quickly everything to responsibility like Western young kids. They want to get everything. Right. I want to I have everything. I, I, I want to have a GM tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They don't. They're not like this. They they know they're on on limit, so that's why my expectation getting lower. Yeah, you know, and I I start to divide it to certain responsibility to them, and I start to be uh, next to them, not behind them, not front right. of them. I try to be next to them, and when they walk, and I I monitor them, mm-hmm. and then if they gonna go a certain area, I let them to make a mistake, but before I told them the mistake, I go correct. Because, you know, China is a cultural way. Nobody want to hear in China they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, you know, that's culture. 
Right. And I don't want to push this red button. Mm -hmm. So you adapt to that. For you me, it's, to. it's I'm not going to win anything to tell the people you made a mistake. I'm not going right. to win anything. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. I, I think we need to take a break, a quick sure. break, and yeah. we will continue talking in a moment. And we are back with Fuat here at the Wanda Vista, Dongguan. So I, I, we started talk about, talking about uh, cultural differences, right? China and other countries. I want to ask you something that we, we discussed a bit uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and you worked in the Middle East, right? You, yeah. you worked in... Uh, uh, Cairo, Dubai. Dubai, right? A lot of rich people there. Um, different, different people. Different. So I wanted to ask you about the, the, yeah, the rich people and the differences, right? You, here it's a like luxury hotel. Um, you know, uh, Ziv, I don't look to hotel only for the customer purposes. Right. I look to employee purposes too. Right. When I work in Dubai, 52 different nationality was working okay. with wow. me. Think about the staff canteen. Two different nationalities. Think about staff right. canteen. <laughs> Fifty-two different nationalities. You need to satisfy their food culture. <laughs> you know, look at these challenges. Yeah. Living style, and you have to give the dormitory. You have to look at their passport. You have to transfer them. You have to look at you know human resources job in Dubai. Uh, is really you cannot compare with any other country. Look at this kind of experience. You know, you don't see this is behind the screen. You don't see this kind of works is going to happening. Yes, also it's very diversified by the customer profile. You have a rich people, you have a different nationality, leisure area, business area. And you know the GCC people, the Arab people comes in every certain areas. Russians very famous there. So this Dubai was really very cosmopolitan uh, city. Very modern city and a very developed, fast developing city was that time but as for me is the most learning process in dubai was the how to handle multinational employees it was really is it similar crazy. here where chinese people are from all different parts of china is there culture difference in that not much not really no you, cannot, you cannot compare yeah food a little bit different cantonese doesn't have too much spicy the right. other one like you know this is this is, is but still right. still everybody talks same language everybody understand the same thing so how, how about the, the differences in, in, uh, in uh, guests, right? So you have guests from different places, you have guests from different uh, socioeconomic background. So we know um, some of the rich, the local rich people, right? Yeah. Um, I guess you get those clients, right? In the hotel. Uh, we do, we do. Uh, do you, you feel differences? Like uh, um, there is a lot of talk about, you know, in China, a lot of people got rich quick, you know? They call it tu hao, maybe, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what does it mean? It means uh, rich farmers or un uneducated rich or something like that. Mm. You bad rich. taste, something, rich, something yeah. like that. But you know, this is, this is, I think this fundamental is not covered only China, it's covered all over the mm -hmm. world. Mm. You know, we, we, our industry is a fundamental. We separate these people, three different categories. One of them is a, is a culturally rich, naturally rich people. Mm -hmm. So those people, even when they come to the hotel, they 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 don't want to welcome to look like a very big uh, ceremony and this and that. They uh, they come very uh, classy way. They enter the room. They they have a privacy. They have they have their own standard. They want to get the top 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 quality. And then we have a new novel novel rich new rich people. They want to get show off. They want to be the, the, everybody needs to feel the people coming inside. So not in China, Russia, the same thing, Arabs, the same thing, all over the world. There's these people, I am here, I'm the rich, I can buy everything, I can buy your hotel, I can buy you, I can buy the everything. So those are the people. And also there are people, third person, third people, they're the one-time 
one-time buyers. Mm -hmm. So those people, they, they only can come to your hotel one time. They want to try it either for special occasion, either they get some bonus. They want to do spend this one and all other people. So those are the, the major, major categories we have. Right. So apparently there's all different categories. They want to have a different treatment. They want to. They're expecting different treatment. You have to show them the different treatment. How you do you identify them? Very easy. Because <laughs> I think I think one of very those easy. You know this one, is one time visitor. <laughs> <laughs> this is this Today. is this is this is very easy, you know. Um, everybody has their own reflection. You know, the, the this, we are we are so much seeing this kind of stuff. Like you know, the doctor when you go to hospital, doctor looks you, doctor easily can tell you, okay, oh so you have to sit down here. Let me check here. Let me check here. They start to guess at least mm -hmm. ninety percent. Maybe it cannot be hundred percent, but ninety percent. We also hotelier. We we standing in the lobby. We 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 not a statues. Yeah, you, you know we we are we are monitoring. We are scanning. Mm -hmm. We are getting a lot of information from the people, the walking around, talking around. Those are the things is giving me the idea of who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying hundred percent we are right, right, but we can get some clue. But if you're really good at that, you <laughs> can fit your service to the experience they're looking for. Of course, it's not the main thing. Yeah, you know, that's why you have to then identify your service people, your service techniques right. according to the, this area. Right. And then those are the people also, it's look like uh, olive and water. They don't want to mix each other. Mm. This is something- So, so you need to make sure they don't meet each other. This is something ah. you, you always were, like you need to be good at as you start or you picked it up over the years? Experience. Experience. Yeah. I feel I feel naked now because I was saying like if we stay in a presidential suite, how do I make the most of this experience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people some people like to stay in presidential suite. Some people they don't want to stay. They can afford ten presidential suite, but they don't want to stay. They don't feel comfortable staying in presidential suite. They want to have more, <coughs> more less space, more big space. So people has different habits. Right. So. You, uh, you know, as as a general manager of hotels, uh, move a lot, right? You moved a lot in your career. We are not three. You, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you said once, what was it? I'm not a tree. I cannot stay in one place, right? Yeah. Um, is it something that's that's how you plan to live your life? You like that? You enjoy that? I mean, to me, it sounds uh, maybe fun for a little while, but then like uh, tiring. Um. This is the part of my my job, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the living one place more than four years. It's bringing some blindness, so you don't you don't see anymore what you're supposed to see. Mm -hmm. yeah. So so right. that's why you need to change the environment to to develop yourself. Think about you if 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 you are if you are three. You know, and, and you are in the pot, and you are the small tree, and you start the growing, so you need to change the pot. Mm -hmm. mm. If you don't change the pot, you're not going to grow up. So you need to get a bigger pot, and bigger pot, and bigger pot, and you're growing, growing, growing. Same thing. So you need to go to the bigger place, better place, bigger hotel, better hotel, different hotel. So that's the hotelier life, actually. Right. So, so that... That means that uh, you, you don't get in one city for a long time, right? I mean, does it feel like home? 
Well, four years, I think, quite long time. Okay. For and my for understanding, some yeah, <laughs> for, for my understanding, quite good enough time. Four years. Usually, the hotelier contract is goes two years. Uh huh. So two terms, you you revise your contract should be enough unless you really get very fun and very yeah. exciting property. So maybe you can extend two more years, but it's not. I don't see very healthy to stay long time in a one property. So it's gonna be a lot of setback, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, missing the details, mm -hmm. and then you need to really get the fresh eye to 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 help you to to see the more more detail, more complex things. That's because hotel is living area. Mm -hmm. It's even your home. You stay in the home like four or five years. You get them boring. You wanna change the per curtain. You wanna change the sofa. You wanna change this. You wanna change. If you don't change, you're still becoming really boring a little bit. And and that is the thing. If you stay too long and you don't change, and and system gonna change you. Mm. You know that's normal. And even for you, it's less to feel like home. I would say the city at least because you walk a lot. It's very demanding. You you need to be here in the hotel to make sure the guests are happy, and you, you maybe you get to see less about the outside than people like us. What do you what do you do yeah. when you go outside? What is I mean, we know that you spend a lot of time here, but what are your experiences in well, the city? What do you normally? I think do? I do more than you guys. <laughs> mm. Well, surprise us. <laughs> um, you know, because I have team, I have my assistants. And then, uh, because I have limited time to go outside, I just want to see the most valuable things what is available. Mm. You see randomly things. I I go selective things. Mm. Yeah. Probably I go certain area you never been there. So what's your experiences in China? Uh, like you were in Beijing and. I've been oh I've been in many many different cities. What, what have you done when not working? And I I travel. Right. Been in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love to, because I'm a hotelier, I love to test different food. Mm -hmm. for, for culinary experience, for me, very important. Okay. And I'm not very much a natural seeing person, because those one I can see from the pictures, but I want to feel. Okay. I want to feel. I want to see. You know, you tell me this place has this food, this place has this different thing. You have to t uh, test it. You have to experience it. I go. What's your favorite place that you visited in China? So many, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I like the Yunnan, Yunnan because of the mushroom. Mm -hmm. uh, unbelievable. The mushrooms, they have Yunnan. The variety of the mushrooms look like a Swiss and cheese. Mm. You know, I, I mean... I, uh, I look this way. Some people goes by museum, you know. Some yeah. people goes by yeah. other stuff. But I go more more my industrial thing, my my interest. Right, right. This this area, and and um, I I like the um, Yinchuan I love Yinchuan. because of the lamp. Lamp, yeah. They're the, the best, mm -hmm. and I like the lanjo because of noodle. Lanjo, lanjo lamian. You know, <laughs> you go there, you test it. I. I love Xi'an. I love the Xi'an to go to Muslim Street to eat this. You know, they they do their own so stuff. Because you're you're from the F and B. Uh, uh, you did F and B. I, I did F and B long time, but I did right. the sales. I did the right. other you did, stuff. You did but, everything, I, right. but I loved 
I love to try differently because for me to understand the culture, you need to understand the food. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because of stomach memory, if you don't go to stomach memory, the, the other memory is not really telling too much things to you. <laughs> right. About that. Right. So when you have when you have a day off, what, oh. what do you do? Like now you're in Dongguan, you're in Beijing, you're in China. What, what do you do? Um, in usually, I do first of all I check the hotel. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> make sure everything like okay. Uh, with the colleagues, which is yeah. duty people still yeah. working in the hotel. I, I, it is, I, I make sure everything, everything on on order, and then I took, um, because I'm in Dongguan. Either I go to the Shenzhen, and either I go to the Guangzhou, uh, once a month at least, because there's two big cities has a much more variety, that I can, I can experience something different, and then uh, and then in Dongguan. I love to play basketball. I play basketball oh, with the, with the Chinese colleagues. Yeah, I play long time basketball actually when I was you very did? young. Yes. Oh. Uh, I, well, Turkey is pretty good basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Young people. You know, my 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 classmates are all all coach now. They are oh, trainees. Okay. Uh, I like the sports, and then uh, I love to go to do see the couple of different restaurants, and then uh, and then um, it's a little bit hot outside now. But um, try to swim outside. I don't have uh, outdoor pool, but outdoor pool facilities a lot in Dongguan. I don't see uh, GMs uh, for all the years I've been here mix too much with the expert community. In the regular, let's say, expert community, community groups or, you know. Is that because you just no time for it or it's like a distant kind of thing? Or why, why is that? Or maybe it's just we don't have just, No, no, we don't have time. It's time, yeah. You know, you guys, you guys, you, you, you meeting when I'm working. Mm. <laughs> right. You know, the guys, uh, one of the Turkish guys sent me the birthday celebration and next uh, weekday sometime in 11 o'clock in the, in the, in the daytime. Yeah. But there's no way you can make it. Huh? <laughs> so you just, you just can't do this. You just, you, you know, I, I just text a message. I say happy birthday. So, but, uh, what am I going to do? You, you know, it's, you, because we're working, we engage so much, we, but we're not a, a, a social person. We, 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 oh, yeah, we, we, we're not an uh, uh, arrogant person also, because, you know, uh, here, I'm managing here, I'm not the owner. You know, uh, all, you all, all, all luxury cars are driving me, I'm not the owner, it's not right. mine. Right. <laughs> you know, right. but, I, but I am Fuad, so I don't mind to go to the meet the people. So I don't think any other GM also feeling like that, but still simply we don't have time. And then all these expat committees, they have they have more regular time to meet. Life, regular. Regular life. Yeah, yeah. And then it's very difficult to to be with them all the time. It's it's almost impossible. And that is getting some gap to integrate. But I have very good relation with the Chinese community here. And I guess with some of the guests that keep coming, maybe? The regular I'm guests coming. Yes. And then I have, I have social key Chinese society persons here. I have more, more integrated uh, communication with them. And uh, I, I meet a few, a few foreigners when I go eat in the, in the, in the restaurant. I met right. with them. I keep in contacting with them. But they do a lot of activities, but I'm working. Yeah. Right. But, but, but if I don't go, they think I'm arrogant, but it's, it's nothing to but do actually, with actually, I guess my feeling from you is that if someone will come here, yeah, you'll sit with them and have a regular... 
But else it would be here, maybe. When you have time, because you're here. Yeah. Because I'm here, because I am here as one of the, my part of the job, actually, to be communicating with you guys. Right. Yeah. Right. But I don't do this one as a job. Right. But it is part like, of the, uh, my duty. Like I say, when last year, October, right? October 1st, remember? Mm. October 1st, I stayed here. Uh-huh. Um, the night before, yeah, the night leading to October 1st, it was the national uh, holiday. Holiday. And in the morning, uh, I went down, my family, we stayed here. And in the morning, I went downstairs to, I was still smoking cigarettes and smoke a cigarette. And then I see Fuat sitting in the lobby bar, morning, 9 a.m. I don't remember the time. Sitting, uh, drinking coffee, smoking a cigar, I guess. And watching the, start, about to start the parade, the Beijing And I think we stayed an hour and a half. We 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 sit we together. Sit together and, and, we wash together. Talk. Yes, yeah. So that's why I said I think you are. Yeah, it's like if it's here, then it's it's easier for you. This is like your space. This is like your. This is where yep. people come see you. Yeah, <laughs> you want to see me? Come yeah. Here. <laughs> you know, it's for for us. You know, not only for me, but for us, it's really very, very difficult to to step out from the hotel and then to attend the event and then be. We look like a regular thing because all our mindset is still gonna be here, right. and then we keeping receiving the messages, and then, and then the whole things happening. Mm-hmm. And I wish I can work with the industry, and I can like six o'clock close the door, and you go to the outside, you know, do whatever <laughs> you want to do, and at nine o'clock. But do you really wish? Back. I don't think you wish. No, I don't want. No, no you, don't want, right. you, I don't want. You you've had a very very long career. Um, I think that this is something that we do sometimes. Uh, We ask people what are some of the most memorable experience or the most remarkable experience that they've had in their careers as an hotelier uh, traveling the world. What are some of those most remarkable or memorable experiences that you had in in hotel management? It is, you know, that's now just we are in the sort of crisis moment. So I, I actually remembering my my. Career in 2000, 2010 and 2012, I was in Cairo, in Egypt, and uh, managing the managing the beautiful hotel there. And then uh, this uh, revolution period happened in in Arab Spring. Arab Spring yes. happened in 2011, I guess. In that uh, period, it was it was incredible experience for me to be hotel just. 200 meters away from the main square of the Cairo and then a million people having their own events and then country completely locked down and then um, every services was frozen and then uh, then I have to manage the hotel without closing and then very very interesting period and then different clientele in the hotels Even this floor by floor, I give the different embassies. They feel safe in the hotel, so they don't run to their embassy building. They come to the hotel, they close the floors, and they start to, they start to managing the uh, their daily job from the hotel. So it was really <laughs> quite interesting experience. Most, most, most so of the governments were were not staying at the regular embassies or consulates or whatever. They were staying at the hotel. The the the, uh, the embassies came to hotel. They didn't feel because it was not safe in the. If it, it wasn't safe, they were thinking they're gonna attack. So that's why they came to the hotel. 
because hotels not getting attacked they were not targeting the commercial they, yeah, yeah they were yeah. not targeting that time to the hotel and and then naturally in that period uh egypt and my mother my country turkey has more good relation and and the people know that i'm turkish gm mm-hmm. so that they were really not really coming to my hotels they were going to the other other hotels get really damaged my hotel so other hotels i guess a lot of hotels closed all of them all of them two hotels in cairo was open and you and i was the one of them wow and 200 meters from the tahrir square where it was crazy i tell you you know uh every day maybe 10 times we have to switch on and off the ac because of the tear gas entering the rooms and people crying all the rooms because tear <laughs> gas comes from the ACs wow. and the Cairo is really hot. Yeah. And uh, and then you have to run the AC. You cannot open the windows. Uh, it, it was it was really amazing. How, how, how do you how, Okay, so all the hotels closed except two. How do we decide to stay open? Uh, how come you didn't close? Um I did not feel unsafe the number one. Number two Somehow, when the things start, already I get a lot of demand from the customers that come to my hotels. Mm-hmm. Because, of, because I was a little bit late to close, probably. Okay. And then they choose the other hotels, and other hotels they say close, 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 close. close. And then my was open. And then, and then when the demand l- come inside, and I wasn't uh, too I late to close, close anymore, I, I was thinking like that, because... I am not a superhero or I'm not a super uh, power person to fight with a million people. I mean, I'm not crazy. I'm not even Egyptian. Right. But I love the Egyptian there. Mm-hmm. I love the people there. And the people really love me. I even opened in the crisis period, Cairo Ambassador Cigar Club there. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Cigar Club. You told me about it. So yeah, I, I opened the Cigar Club during this revolution period. I opened it during the revolution. During the revolution period. <laughs> Together like, with like the you established it or you kept no I established a cigar club in my hotel together with the Cuban ambassador. <laughs> okay, makes sense. <laughs> Cuban ambassador and then some of the very good business uh, bi- businessmen. Yeah. Yes, uh, Egyptian businessman. Egyptian businessman helped us to collect the society, the right society to the club. Uh, Cuban ambassador collected ambassadors. <laughs> And then I, I give the space. So three of us to build the cigar club. The cigar club still open, <laughs> and in, r- in in no in Cairo. Okay. In Cairo, they then now they took they went out from the hotel, and then they go different places. But officially, club still there, and then even we get the names as Habanos Ambassador Cigar Club in Cairo without paying anything to Habanos. And how about <laughs> how about the uh, other staff? The everybody were safe. Like did they did they did they stay like international staff? I mean, it was quite a crazy time, right? Uh, international staff moved out, but um, I really had a fantastic experience one night. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't sleep, we don't put the pyjama on, we just we just get normal clothes, lining down, and then uh, walkie-talkie in our hand, anytime anything happening. And then, then we I received a call, you know, some big group coming towards the hotel, and then we immediately went down and in front of the hotel everything is plywood covered you know the, when you look from the outside from the hotel you can see it look like a construction mm. the hotel the first floor second floor completely covered with the plywood 
there were quite good big group like around 500 600 people come from of the hotel and they were sitting in front of the door and and then we are just behind the door and they're outside the door and me and security team and we we are expecting they're going to try to break the inside right. or something like that expecting the wars yeah because they're talking with loudly and then uh, we completely silent because our noise can go outside so they can recognize somebody inside it's completely dark and then all the fire hose and waters will be on our hand we're waiting you know, really? we don't yeah if something happened we just put the water try to put them out and that moment it was like 2 o'clock in the morning me and security team you know front of the lobby waiting this and somehow like i don't know how much minutes left i but get a little bit quiet and silent then i get relaxed and i look at when i look at myself i saw all my hotel team behind there and they're standing there waiting so i wasn't alone mm-hmm. and you had a notice up until then did you? I, i didn't give any notice because they're supposed to sleep yeah. because two floors i also dedicated to employee to sleep so they cannot go outside so but they all wake up they calm down and then they were silently waiting behind me and I tried to protect so i can see this loyalty in mm-hmm. that period it was very high mm-hmm. touching and so it was really quite good experience and, uh, and outside 200 meters away there are a million a million people, million people a million people in the square like for how many days or weeks right it was it was quite almost one year ah it's almost one year <laughs> almost one year ah, wow it was yeah. well first first uh 60 days 65 days was very intense right uh there were no communication no internet there's no internet for how long for 60 days or for more so it's 50 days 50 there's no days. internet so, so there's what no banking procedures anything okay so <laughs> how do you manage your ledger your no me and cash. financial controller we know what we do And then we ask the whole client or ambassadors every every morning they have to come downstairs to pay cash. Every morning. Where do yeah. they get the cash from? I mean. Where they get cash? Okay. They get cash. They have their own way. Egyptian money, no 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 foreign currency. I didn't accept. No foreign currency. That's period no. Only I get the Egyptian money. Wow. And then Egyptian pound and then uh and then what we do and the time to time we call the everybody in the in the in the Grand office oh. so we we give them the cash money they sign the receipt because you cannot pay the salary to the bank the bank doesn't so work you pay them so like that. we pay by the hand we just they sign the paper so at least they can you know every week they go home mm-hmm. if they have some money they can go home they can buy something for their family other bunch of people comes and then and then because the protesters they were sleeping very late until like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock mm-hmm. 7 o'clock so at night we open the doors we we drive the cars we go but that period that period egypt never had food shortage how did you get supplies i don't know <laughs> they they never get any shortage about the food and vegetables fruits meats everything was available in the supermarket so we just go early morning we have money we buy everything fill the cars we come back because we run in the hotel people they, people want to eat and this and that so the supplier is almost one year we handle like that so there was no in and out of customers everybody was in uh they were that we were using the very side door in in because in in cairo you don't have basement too much uh-huh. because of the 
because of the heritage you don't dig to go to the b1 b2 b3 it okay. doesn't work like this so maximum b1 we had one door it's very small door towards to the back side to go with the engineering area so this was the main door to exit to all the other people main door is closed for the playwood so we don't use this one over big chain and everything so we get some you know but at 60 days later the army came the army army covered the area so when the army put it the whole things front of us it become more safe so in very very and tense experience and that was your first gm post it was my first gm post. wow <laughs> and after that you got a very special award i read yeah my previous company really recognized both this all effort but i had it there it was very tense but uh then after i get very memorable reward from the my previous company which is the company very old company mm-hmm. and then in t- entire history only three people received this award i'm the one of them so i'm really very proud of that wow. not only for me for my team as well still i have very good connection with these people and then we really did very good job together so i received this reward not only for me also be help of them it sounds like it should be a book or a movie one day <laughs> <laughs> when I'm getting old yeah, and I'm going to yeah. write it. I, I'm still <laughs> that's, young. That's interesting. All All right, right, let's take yeah, uh, yeah. another short break okay. and then we come back with another section. I wanted to, to know a little bit about what is your perspective um, when it comes to um, the world of hoteliers? Because we've always heard traditionally that Swiss um, hotelier schools are the top the of best, the line, yeah. is the best, and, and uh, a lot of people look forward to studying there and getting their their career started over there um how did you how do you feel about that particular standard or that particular brand of hotelier careers uh i think the swiss uh, become the hotelier material per people not because of the swiss people mm-hmm. i think because of the location uh, swiss is a kind of center place in the certain different countries in in europe so they have number one language ad- advantage right. so mm-hmm. every swiss people can speak right. easily four language so that's what is very very big advantage for the hotel industry that number one number two uh, swiss people um when you look at the the general country very small country and then and then mostly is uh is a very small and in- industry so they don't have big industry right all right and then in swiss and also it's not a huge tourism country like like italy like like spain like Porto. it's not mm-hmm. like this so why they are becoming swiss because of the they, they are the certain location and then they, they they build the education system and then they're not a heavy industrial people they build a more more service industry hospitality schools there so best schools hospitality so, but studying school. in those schools you think is an advantage for the career as a hotelier oh, of course it of is. course of it course is. the advantage because then then you can get the, a lot of different experiences from those experienced people in advance mm. rather than you do your own experiences is a lot of loss of time ah. so so that is of course advantage but i also saying for me the school it's a quite good key to be the success but it's it's nothing to do with the school you can be the success it's it all about it. yeah it's not uh, you know i have a lot of friends they 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 graduate from the harvard 
they they definitely really suffering to to be really successful people so it is school is is definitely advantage definitely good key and then swiss schools it's become is really like every country has certain specialities and the, in the certain areas you know you go to the designer you have to go italy mm-hmm. uh, if you go to the engineer you have to go germany right. you know you, you certain areas you have to specialize for certain right. things you have the business schools you have to go to the america so you have to get the business school uh, that's kind of stuff the hospitality become in swiss because of the i think because of the language areas and then because of the they are more open for the for the small service industry so they mm. don't have the heavy industry right thing. yeah so um also i wanted to ask about you know you being from turkey yes and uh in china the last eight years right um there are many expat communities um and like like in Dongguan, for example there are many brazilians it used to be a lot more but still many brazilians uh, it's known for that um i haven't met many turkish people in china probably maybe between five to ten mm-hmm. i think maybe if you live in some other cities you meet more yeah uh, so i want to ask you about the community of, of turkish people in china uh, what 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 kind of industries or where where are they how many people okay um most of the turkish people living in the big cities guangzhou shenzhen uh, beijing shanghai mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, approximately three to four thousand people um in in china and then what they do they mostly do trade trade and then we have like 30 35 hotelier oh really in china okay. yes either they are hotel general managers either they are chef either they are going to be hotel general managers and a little bit younger position so because tourism is big in turkey right so tourism is big so in turkey it's, it's a lot of people it's, yeah. in the industry especially like uh, last 20 years we right, right. we already put a lot of gms out of the turkey mm. um uh, this is also a cultural issue turkey turkish people also didn't want to move out too much Mm. uh they, they they're almost family oriented they don't want to go outside and there you can see more german people you can see outside more more european people Europeans, you can see right so yes. more individual people more they want to travel right. and those are the cultural issue um turkish people in what they do they do a lot of trade they have um some of the people most of the people some of the people is working on the 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 stone business mine business stone mining. business mining okay. uh a high-tech industry we have a couple of people especially in shenzhen okay uh turkish food <laughs> any chefs we ha- we have chefs yes. we have chefs yes. we have uh, we have very famous people and shenzhen we have uh, a few good uh, good restaurant right. turkish yeah. good restaurant guangzhou yeah. has yeah. a few good turkish restaurant um um what else when you uh, when you when you meet students like we have a lot of students, students also yeah right. especially in beijing beijing university we have a lot of turkish students. I, I, I we like to ask our guests when you from different countries expats here when you uh when you meet a chinese person and they ask you where you're from and you say turkey what's turkey's what turkey what famous is the for yeah what's the reaction what turkey is famous for in china uh, i think this is a turkish turkish people false or our fault we didn't really uh, promote turkey in mm. china very well mm. 
and uh, it's getting of course a few last a few years it, uh, turkey become famous because of the cappadocia which is this balloon balloon tourisms and then uh, and then couple of good songs related with turkey it's happened and then uh, you know you know people get in learning but the most of the people they they don't recognize turkey still properly okay. so they don't know much about turkey they, they don't know uh, okay. but you know same thing if you go, you go to turkey they don't know much about china they don't know <laughs> yes. much about china Are there not many chinese in turkey not much okay a lot of japanese a lot of korean okay. but uh, less less chinese but uh, you know they don't know china they think the china is still the place with the people f- planting the rice and then right. uh, r- running the bicycles right. yeah. and then uh, <laughs> still they think uh, they have a big hat you know something like that the people the turkish people thinking you know when i send the pictures and then they see they say where are you i'm in china I said, what, what is it why china yeah. like this so they don't what, this is also what Chinese, should turkey china what should turkey be famous for in china in your opinion what 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 tourism. is a good PR for Turkey? Tourism. 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 So there are not many tourists, Chinese tourists to Turkey? The, now it's coming. Now it's coming. Now it's okay. coming. So last, uh, before the COVID, and we were having the target to be, because I'm the businessman association, the Turkish businessman association. In China. I'm, I'm the member in China. And I know the, I know I did, a, we did a lot of meetings, how we can increase the tourism, tourism mm-hmm. in, in Turkey. Mm-hmm. So we're targeting 2 million tourists in in from China to Turkey, we reach uh, 700,000. It was very less. It was 100,000 become 700,000. Oh, wow, wow. That's a big well, that's jump. A yeah, yeah, it is It is good. It was very good because what the what Turkish government did, the Turkish government did very easy visa. Mm. You can get Israel e, did the same. E-visa <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then people come choose and then, you know, Turkey also has a lot of sightseeing place, yes. which is really it's China, 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 Chinese people liking, and then um, a certain area become hotspot like um, Istanbul, and then uh, and then uh, Cappadocia with the balloon, people flying with the balloon and seeing the place. The hot air balloon, yeah. Yeah. The, the hotels in Turkey are quite famous for the uh, all included stuff. At least for Israelis, you travel there a lot. Yeah. Like everything included, like one yeah. price. All like a like a cruise, like a yeah. cruise. Yes, and, and that, that was established in the south of Turkey, mm. and especially for German, Russian, and and then no Middle Eastern uh, right. uh, tourist. It was very successful uh, project, but successful for the hotel. Mm. It doesn't help to the city mm. because people go stay and stay in the hotel. They it never go, go to the city to do the shopping and yeah. eating yeah. something. So it's not yeah. really the long term. Uh, not very, not very good, but it worked very well until now. But now it's changing. Now it's getting a little bit more half port or, or bed and breakfast and this kind so of. So you stuff. don't, you don't get uh, like you said, Turkey didn't do it do yet a good PR in China, maybe. But uh, so you don't get uh, too much uh, reaction, like people don't know. But you also don't get bad reaction. No, there is no. So no. just they don't know too much about it. No, I, I mean uh, now. After I say I'm from Turkey and people say, well, I was in Istanbul, oh. I was that. So, so many reactions coming like that now. So, it's, I'm, I'm happy. And of course, and then uh, now more people saying, but six years ago when I came, they didn't know where is even oh. Turkey. So it's but now there's more people going to Turkey, more people saying, oh, I was in Turkey last year or two mm. years ago, or I'm going to go to Turkey, mm. my friend there. So, so, a lot of reaction coming, this, this is, seems is growing a lot. 
So I think if Turkey continue to do this good marketing and then good services, then it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Uh, also, one thing is affecting on that. Many years Turkey has only, only certain area to flight, direct flight from China to, 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 Turkey. to Turkey. So, so Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, right. and Hong Kong. Right. So now lately, Chengdu, Xi'an, and uh, Wuhan. Those are the areas also added, but it's only each day and one flight. So Turkey want to increase the frequency. If the frequency can increase, I'm sure a lot of people will go right. to Turkey. You know, that's why people going to Japan because uh, Japan uh, look like a Shanghai and Beijing. We have uh, six flights a day <laughs> to go right. from Beijing to go from China to Tokyo, from Beijing to Tokyo. Right. So the transportation is a key to get the to get the, the tourists. tourists. For sure, Israel just added some flights a couple of years ago and made the 10-year visa agreement and everybody wants the Chinese tourists, right? Mm, yeah, of, course. of course. you know. And yeah. in, you know, like uh, the statistic says is approximately 150 million people traveling a year. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, 150 million, Turkey has an 80 million population. So only traveling to our side from China to our side, 150 million people. Right. And you want to get like 10%. Sure. Yeah. It would be great, right? Yeah. All right, it's almost midnight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we took a lot of your time, and we are very thankful for that. It was great. Um, <laughs> talk to you guys. And uh, I think that's all the time we have for today, right? Yes, Orlando? sure. No, we want to thank you for your hospitality, yes. right, for inviting us to uh, talk to you. And, uh, well, guys, you know what to do. If you liked our videos, make sure to give it a thumbs up. And if you like the content of our channel, make sure to click the subscribe button and don't forget to follow us in the social media um, links that you see over here. And well, that's it for today. Thank that you was, for of course, Thank you, China. Bye. Bye-bye.